everybody, and welcome back. It is my brother's an idiot. This is a podcast where we talk about whatever the hell we want and have a great time doing it. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Twitter at the idiot goons with an S. Search my brother is an idiot on Facebook. And we'll react and interact with you there. We are 210 goons strong on Facebook. It's awesome. Uh, let us introduce the rest of the goon squad. I am going to first summon the thumbless goon. Goon? Thumb thumb. And I am here. Thanks for stopping all over my intro, Milty. Really appreciate that. Uh, Matt, how you doing? Uh Sounding good, looking good. Everything's good in your world. Yeah, everything's good, right? Right. Every, every, yeah, right. Everything's good. Picked right. up a brisket today. Oh yeah. How big of a brisket did you get, my friend? Uh, Fourteen pounds. You're not really my friend. I'm stuck with you for life. So I know. Pleasantries. <laughs> Pleasantries. They're always fun. And let us kick it over to the dipshit or the voice of God, MJ. What is going on? Not much. I got a beer today. Huzzah! What are you, what are you drinking on? I got sipping pretty. Mm, a fine sour from Odell. Well done. All right, and last but certainly not least, the goon emeritus, the patriarch, the emperor of all that is goon, Milty. How are you tonight? Nighttime. Daytime. <laughs> Nighttime. <laughs> Bring it! Bring it on! (laughs) All right, we're going to have fun tonight, but I just wanted to say one thing. You know, it's the 4th of July holiday weekend. Um, On my block, there was an accident. Someone driving down the street drove into a parked car. We went out to dinner tonight. Someone drove into the backside of a car in front of him. Come on, people. Be careful. Quit texting. Just drive. So with that, we're going to have fun tonight. Stick around. Okay. <laughs> well and done. Thank you, Milty, for the PSA. We appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Milty's <laughs> looking out for the health and wealth of the people. Well done. He is a man of the public. Well done. All right, let's rather, start with... Rather the public than himself, I guess. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. All right, let us get started. We are going to do overrated, underrated. We will discuss overrated, underrated, favorite and least favorite of a category. Everyone's going to give their list... Uh, I will go around the panel and poll everyone and see what they come up with. I have a feeling that in this category, there is going to be at least one repeat in favorite. That's my call right now. We're going to have a repeat in favorite. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I know I am. (laughs) All right. So our category for overrated, underrated is sports movies. We are going to start with MJ. Give us your four. Oh, can we just do it like one at a time and go around? Okay. We can do that as well. better. Very good. It's it's a democracy. We can do whatever the hell we want, right? It's fine. All right, MJ, <laughs> give me your overrated. Mm, wish you wouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. This is gonna get some. Um, this is gonna get some comments. My overrated is Talladega Nights. I don't like that movie too terribly much, and everyone on the planet Earth does. And they quote it all the time, and I really just don't think it's that funny. So that's that's my overrated. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I get I get why you would think that that movie's overrated if you're not a Will Smith fan. Um, but Will yeah, Smith. you are a fucking idiot. Or Will Ferrell. <laughs> Merlin Olson. All right. So the ballad of Ricky Bobby coming in at MJ's overrated. Milty, what is your overrated movie? Well, I'm thinking about the overrated movie being a lack of action. So I got to give it to Brian's song. Maybe produced for TV, but it's still a movie. It's a tearjerker. It's a male tearjerker. Ain't nothing going on. It's about Gail Sayers and Brian Piccolo, rookie running backs. What can you say? The actors were great. Billy D. Williams, James Caan, but the movie sucked. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you that as I was thinking about these, I was thinking that maybe, just maybe, this might have slipped in as your favorite. That's funny. Just because of the just because of the age and the era that it came out in. All right, I am going to throw out my overrated, and this one's going to get me shot by our female listeners. Uh, I am going with Jerry Maguire. I can't stand that movie. Tom Cruise being stupid, crazy, shouting. You had me at hello. Yeah, I get it. Cuba won an Oscar for it. Uh, no, just just no. I hate Jerry Maguire. It's overrated. All right, Mark, what's yours? Also going to get some hatred from the females out there. <laughs> a league of their own. Mm. Not, not a fucking fan of that movie at all. That movie is oh, just Tom Hanks. Everyone's everyone's. Oh, there's no crying in baseball. What are you saying? It's so fucking boring. Um, yeah, that that one had a. A little bit of stiff competition with uh, Field of Dreams. Also not really one of my favorite movies. Sorry, Nana. I know that's one of your favorites, but I'm not a fan. But <laughs> A League of Their Own is definitely my least favorite. Overrated. Uh, overrated, overrated. All right. So we've got Talladega Nights, Brian Song, Jerry Maguire, and League of Their Own. A veritable who's who of overrated movies. Moving on. Let's go to underrated. MJ, what is your underrated sports movie? Wouldn't you like to know? I certainly would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Okay. The replacements. This is going to be a lot of your guys' you three's favorites, probably. Well, at least one of you. But I don't think I know any other people who have ever seen that movie outside of us. So I'm going to say The Replacements is an underrated movie because it is good. It's just that nobody's seen it. That was definitely on my list of things I was looking at for underrated as well. Because Shane Falco, uh, loosely based on the strike of 83, even though it was set in the you know late 90s. Gene Hackman. I mean, there's just power after power. It's just a great flick. I, a lot of good I, stuff going on. Yeah, on I love yeah, it. Absolutely. The, uh, my favorite scene is the jail scene when they start singing uh, <laughs> I'm Still Alive and are dancing. It's just awesome. The crazed British kicker who smokes before he kicks. It's, it's a great flick. All right, Milty, your underrated movie. All right, so there was a whole lot of movies in this series, and I kind of picked this one out because a little bit different, sort of. Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan Drago. Who? Dolph Lundgren. I mean, my God. Is there anyone bigger than that, right? Is that Rocky Four or Five? That's Four. Four. Okay. The uh, training sequence is a good estimation of what Barry Bonds might have been doing in the early 2000s. So, oh, it's a great 
Uh, just a fantastic movie, right? The definition of 80s montage sequence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. If he dies, he dies. Uh, fun, fun fact, Dolph Lundgren's a chemical engineer. He's got a master's or a PhD. It's some, he's crazy smart, that guy. I mean, who'd have thunk it, right? That's right. Oh, if, good it, on that if, guy. if it bleeds, we can kill it. That's right. Uh, I'm going to throw out my underrated. <laughs> a lot of bleeding in that movie, too. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw out my underrated, and I'm actually kind of surprised this one didn't show up on Michaela's list. Uh, I'm going with Mystery Alaska. Uh, a hockey movie, uh, Russell Crowe leading his ragtag band of pond pirates as they try to play hockey against the New York Rangers. Uh, cameo there close to the end with, uh, uh, oh, now I'm blanking on his name, Mike Myers uh, playing the color commentator and uh, with the, the great one line about finding a rub and tug. That's just cinematic classicness right there. I've, such, a, such a great movie. It's totally unrealistic, but it's, un, it, it's a good movie. I enjoy the hell out of it. All right, Mark. Your call. Okay. So, again, I had two choices for this one. Um, <clears throat> one of which is going to be my runners up, and that is Cool Runnings. Um, one of those movies that everyone shits on that I just absolutely love. It's just a great movie. Most of the story is not true from it, which I understand, but still wildly entertaining. And John Candy is the man. So, um, just, just awesome. And Dougie Doug, come on. But, um, I will have to go with uh, Angels in the Outfield for my underrated movie. Uh, just looking at the cast of that fucking thing, man. You've got uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was the kid, Danny Glover, Matthew McConaughey, Tony Danza, Christopher fucking Lloyd, Adrian Brody, you know, like so, so many stars in there. So uh, Tony Longo was in that movie. Goddamn shit is fucking unreal the cast that was there and most of those guys were nobodies at that point so uh just a real good fun kids movie that has just an a-list cast excellent uh was gene mingo in that movie uh, i think he made an appearance yes as uh one of the umpires gene mingo <laughs> okay, awesome yeah awesome all right so the underrated movies are the replacements rocky four mystery alaska and angels in the outfield all right now to spew some more hate Least favorite movies. Back to the top with you, Michaela. Can I do a least favorite movie in the future? I'm going to take a future pick and predict that I'm going to fucking hate Space Jam 2. <laughs> yes, you absolutely, you absolutely can do that. I hate the idea of Space Jam 2, so I have a feeling I'm going to hate Space Jam 2. So I'm going to put that one up there. Yep, I'm uh I, I can see where you're going with that, and I can't say I disagree. I'm not looking forward to that one either. All right, Milty, you're up. Least favorite sports movie is You know, I don't seem to have that on my list. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna give you Caddyshack too. That's just that's low hanging fruit. There you go. All right, Mark, your least favorite sports movie. Um Mighty Ducks three. <laughs> I I'm an Emilio Estevez guy and the first two Mighty Ducks movies were fucking awesome. Just I mean, that was my generation just growing up. Uh but the third one was just come on, bro. And then they just brought it back kind of um no thanks. First first two Mighty Ducks are good. Didn't need to make the third one. All right. So, the least favorite movies, Space Jam 2, 
Caddyshack 2, uh, hand-fed to Milty by Mark. Um, oh, I didn't do mine, did I? I didn't do my least favorite. My least favorite sports movie is Rocky V uh, with, an honorable, with an honorable mention to the program. Uh, oh, Rocky, Rocky so V is the only one of the Rocky movies that didn't have an actual boxing match in it. And it wasn't a huge stretch for Stallone to play a brain-addled Balboa with whatever concussion damage he had. It was just so stupid. And he gets knocked down at the end by Tommy Morrison, and he hears Mickey yelling at him, "You gotta get up, Rock! You gotta get up, Rock!" So dumb, so dumb. And the program—I mean, what a typical pile of Hollywood trope. There's one of every sports. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Whatever. There's one of everything. There's there's the new kid. There's the the kid who came from uh, the ghetto who plays really well. There's the older guy who is really good at football but dumb everywhere else. There's the Heisman quarterback. Uh, uh, there's there's the steroid monster, and there's one of everything. It, it covered all the bases, but it, in such a stupid way, it was just dumb. And Rocky Five, whatever, stupid. Yes, Mark, you have something to say. Shout out to Joanna Man. <laughs> yep there you go all right so space jam 2 caddyshack 2 rocky 5 and the mighty ducks 3 okay favorite movie time let's end on a high note mj do you have something ready i do actually i'm about to steal mark's thunder major league fuck off <laughs> that movie is so fucking funny it's the best baseball movie period <laughs> all right all right uh mark <laughs> let's go to you <laughs> up your butt joe boo <laughs> <laughs> yeah major league's a fucking solid ass movie but since it was stolen i'll go ahead and do uh happy gilmore that's a, another fine piece of cinematography there and then uh shout out also to caddyshack yep uh, okay milty your call everything was taken from me all I can say is Major League for a great freaking baseball movie. You know, it was just fantastic. And I always enjoy watching the replacements. So they've already been called. I love them both. Yeah. And I'm going to round it out and say Major League. Uh, I don't, there's no shame in my game. I told you we were going to have some, uh, some repeats and that's fine. I, I, we might as well just call it a full sweep for Major League, right? Yeah, Can't Major we? League. Can yep. we just do it? Okay. There you go. Major League all the way around. And that was overrated, underrated. All right. Let us move on to the NBA. The NBA playoffs are continuing. The Eastern Conference Finals are being played as we speak. When last I looked. 68-59 Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, And there's been a couple of interesting storylines here. Mark, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Injuries uh, seem to be taking the order of the day in the NBA. They're all so tired (laughs) that that western conference i know we're talking about the eastern conference you know we're talking about Giannis going down with the ankle injury i think they said it was an ankle injury they haven't really said what it was it's a knee it's absolutely a knee okay um but i mean he's hurt and uh my boy is hurt for atlanta you know the the darth vader of the nba currently he's he's also not doing great um but i mean uh, Milwaukee, after the other night, I thought for sure that Atlanta would just come into this game because Milwaukee's bench strength is just not as good as 
Milwaukee or uh, as as good as Atlanta's. But um, it looks like Milwaukee's actually going to keep this real interesting. And this game, this could go seven games, and it's going to be painful for everyone because all so tired. All these players for these. I mean, they had a short, you know, recess between seasons, and then they flew right back into it. And we're, we're playing more basketball and they've been playing since the bubble, especially, you know, Milwaukee played super deep, um, just really, really hard to watch so many missed shots just because they're just exhausted in the Eastern conference. Uh, yeah, that's what I have to say about the East. Yeah, I agree. The, 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 the fact that they've played so many games in such a short amount of time. I mean, the, the Trey Young injury, I, I don't think you can attribute that to being tired. That was just a freak accident. He stepped back, rolled his ankle on the ref's foot. Um, but, and Giannis, oh, that, that looked super painful. I will be shocked if he comes back. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, Milty, kicking it over to you. Uh, your thoughts on the Eastern Conference. Who do you think is coming out? I just... You know, like I said last week, I think the the Hawks are going the distance as far as the getting into the championship series. Um, I I'm kind of focused on the West. I think the the Clippers, what they lost in six games to the to the Suns. I you know Chris Paul getting 41 points, eight assists, in 35 minutes. The, the X Nugget on that team. Tory Craig was held to three points in 35 minutes, 31 minutes, right? So I think the Suns and the Hawks are going to be in the series. Old man stats for a great game. Wow. I didn't know that the Phoenix the Phoenix team was named the Stuns, but that, that's just me. All right, MJ, your thoughts on the Eastern Conference. Uh, honestly, I kind of think that the Bucks will go, um, from what I'm, what, what I have read, it looks like Giannis could be back this series, or if they go on, um, he could be back in the next one. Sounds like the injury was not as bad as it was, but it'll be rough with them playing with, uh, essentially replacement players because the, they're not meant to play the big minutes that the stars are. And they have to because both of the team's main dudes are out. I think Bucks. Yeah, and the only bad thing about that is we're going to have to watch uh, Giannis take 15 seconds to miss 50% of his free throws. Uh, that's just so painful to watch. I Dude, just shoot the ball. That You don't need 15 seconds to brick. All right? It, you're going to brick it no matter what. It's fine. Whatever, Jonas, move on. All right. Western Conference Finals. Milty, you already touched on a little bit there. Uh, that series is over. And the Suns have defeated the Clippers. Uh, Clippers, again, failing to seal the deal. Although, again, injuries taking their toll in that series. Mark, kicking it over to you. Um, what do you think the Suns' chances are facing either of the two teams that are left? They're getting rest, so I'm I'm uh, I'm thinking that the Suns are going to be uh, with it and hip, and um, they're going to win this win this thing. Uh, they're getting plenty of time to kind of get get licking on their wounds. And Chris Paul had a mighty 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 game. Um, you know, after everyone was oh you know he's old and COVID affected him so much and all this other shit that you know national media liked to talk about the last few days, and then Chris Paul went out and had himself a day. And then uh, the other thing is, too, is Chris Paul plays the game really well, man. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched any of that game last night, but he took more fouls that were 
definitely not fouls than I've seen in a long time. It was um, brutal to watch from the refereeing standpoint because they just they just had a lot of calls that you know weren't even close, and they just they just called them and so shot a lot of fouls, and then you know started getting mouthy with uh, with uh, da, 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 what's his name who pushed him in the back, and that was really the first time he'd actually been hit the entire game was when he actually got pushed uh and so that was it was a really interesting game but man it was towards the end of that first half and then towards the middle of the fourth quarter it was really hard to watch because both of those teams were just so exhausted that you could just see it they're just putting up these bricks and just kind of jogging back and nobody wants to get a rebound offensively for either team so it was it was sloppy all right mj what have you read about the western conference I have not read. I have seen a video (laughs) done by a guy on YouTube. His name is Urinating Tree. He did a whole video on why the Clippers suck and can't make it past the second round. Yatta. (laughs) They have done it. They have not made it past the second round. (laughs) Well, they made it past the second round. They didn't make it through the third. Um, yeah, uh, everything that I've heard from that video was that the Clippers are cursed and can't make it to the cup anymore or the championship final whatever they call it in the nba all right milty you already touched on a little bit got any thoughts on the western conference and the stuns chances to go all the way gotta get to the chopper (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) welcome to left field population you all right yes mark one more thought for me. Uh, did anybody see Steve Ballmer's reaction when they cut the lead to three and he was sitting in the middle of two guys and basically went leg skiing on those two dudes? Yeah. I want to see what the fucking handprints look like on those guys' legs. I don't know who those dudes were, but they obviously have bruises on their legs. Oh, after man. That shit. Yeah. He that molested was, the shit that, out of those that, boys. That was flipping uncomfortable. <laughs> like, <laughs> Steve, I know you're a bu- bu- billionaire, but keep your hands to yourself, bro. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's have a little bit more fun. This is Mark's blind album review. MJ has selected an album uh, blind and unknown to Mark and is going to throw it over to him for his review of the album. MJ, take it away. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of an album by the title of 1984 by one Van Halen? I'm Googling. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give you some filler here Mark this is one of the first albums I ever purchased uh and it still exists over there at Milty's house uh in uh 33 and a third format If you lose it here you're in a world of hurt right <laughs> So um as someone who is a giant Van Halen fan or was at one point uh, I still love me some Eddie Van Halen and I love me some Alex and Michael Anthony was great and you know the newer generation nobody Nobody listened to the the newest Van Halen album before Eddie died, but man, I'll tell you what, Wolfgang can play a mean bass, and those two guys jamming together with something else, just listening to him. I love Michael Anthony, but you know he was kind of a side seat show to uh, the the two Van Halen brothers back then. Uh, so the instrumentation was not always, you know, what it could be because you're playing with one of the greatest guitar players possibly of all time. Not possibly, definitely of all time. Um, the album itself is nine songs long. Uh, it is great from start to finish. There's, I mean, it hit a minute and it runs, I don't know, 40 minutes tops. It's not, it's not a real, real long album. 
Uh, it was very controversial when it came out due to the cover of the album. Uh, there was a baby who was smoking a cigarette on the album, and that was very frowned upon. Uh, so just, you know, a simple image of a baby. I believe the baby had angel's wings and was smoking a cigarette and caused a huge stir. But by far, their commercially most successful album. Uh, songs like Jump, you know, leads off. Panama is awesome. Uh, Drop Dead Legs is, you know, sneaky good. Uh, Hot for Teacher is instantly one of their best songs, you know, commercially. Uh, I'll Wait is one of my favorite Van Halen songs of all time. Just a just a banger there. Uh, Girl Gone Bad, House of Pain. Uh, the instrumental deleted off 1984 is just fucking incredible. Just wailing on the guitar. And if anybody's ever seen Van Halen live back when Eddie was alive, he made 1984 last for like an hour and a half. I mean, it was probably like a 12 minute guitar solo when he plays it live. Uh, it is just incredible. The kind of stuff he can do with that guitar, you know, it's a minute and a half song, two minute song when you're listening to it on the album, but the runtime when he's playing it live is instantly 10 or 12 minutes. It's incredible. So, uh, not, I would not put it as my favorite Van Halen album of all time. I am a giant, giant fan of all of the David Lee Roth stuff. I am a huge fan of diver down. Uh, that album just is killer. And then obviously Van Halen too is just sneaky good with, you know, a couple of decent songs like mean streets and, uh, the other things like that. So, uh, my, my big, my big thing is probably like, it's probably their third best album, but commercially it's definitely their best seller. Um, it was up against, I believe thriller that year came out in the same year, if I remember right. Uh, so, and still did really well with the charts. So, um, Pretty good album. Pretty good album by the boys. Nice job. Nice job. Uh, I am going to counterpoint here with a couple things. One, if you don't have Michael Anthony, don't have that album because he and Alex wrote most of the songs. Okay. So also just counterpoint to that. <laughs> At the time, Wolfgang Van Halen wasn't even a, a fucking fart. I know. I know. Was... I know. You just... <laughs> but I'm just saying the, the instrumental version of that, uh, that if, if you actually want to listen to somebody who enjoys playing with their brother and their kid, and you like a little bit of bluesy, you know, old man rock, check out their latest album. It's really, really good. Um, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying anything's wrong with Michael Anthony. I enjoy Michael Anthony. <laughs> I just, if you want to listen to three dudes who liked playing with each other, listen to that newest album. The dude can play the bass guitar. And obviously Eddie can play the guitar. And Alex Van Halen is a hell of a drummer. So just listen to those three dudes just play out some songs and just playing together is just pretty incredible. But yeah, you're right. 1984. Anyways, go ahead. And uh, you're getting your instrumentals mixed up. Uh, 1984 was a keyboard solo. It's only, you know, a minute and a half. I think you're thinking of Eruption. Oh, Eruption was the one. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. Right. But I saw where your head was going. You were, you were close. Yeah. yeah. And again, I listened to that album 5 million times, so I know it backwards and forwards it's so good I, I get them all confused because i listened to van halen on shuffle quite often yeah it was just Very all good. of their albums together very good uh and i think milty might want to take a little bit of uh um of a run at you when you're definitely greatest guitar player of all time because he perked that's up that's not when you what said. i said that is not what i said i said arguably one of the best guitar players of all time. And then I said, not arguably, he is one of the best guitar players of all time. You said I did not definitely. say the best. No, I didn't. 
I said definitely one of the best. I did not say the best playing with one of the greatest guitar players possibly of all time. Not possibly, definitely of all time. I said one of the best. Okay. I made sure to specify on that. <laughs> all right. Roll back the tape. And I could list maybe two or three others, but <laughs> right. maybe okay. four or five. Yeah, and here they come. All right, let's move on and talk about the NHL. Thank you very much, Mark. Well done. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> the cup, the Stanley Cup finals are up and rolling, and it doesn't appear like it's going to be a very long series. Let's kick it over to our resident NHL nerd, MJ what are you seeing, hearing, reading, watching? Uh, what storylines are you following with these cup finals? Uh, that it's not a very fun one to watch. It's really kind of boring. Um, the Canadians, as much as I wish that they would win the cup, they are were not really built to win the cup. They, I don't want to say they got lucky, but because they did push through it, they were the underdog for all three series. And they made it to the cup final, and now they're just getting absolutely fucking worked by the best team in the league. Or at least top three. The Lightning are just fucking dominating. Like, Vasilevsky's making 30 saves a night, or in a period, two periods, and just kicking ass. And Carey Price can't keep up with the fact that his defense just isn't there sometimes. Um, They are still down Yoel Armia, who is supposed to be coming back in the next game. Um, when they go back to Montreal with 3,000 fans instead of a full house like they have at Amelie right now. But I I don't know. Maybe the Habs can pull out a couple wins. Maybe they could go all the way. But right now it seems like it's the Lightning series to lose. Mark, your thoughts? Uh, take it easy, uh, Nikita Kucherov. The fucking guy is just lights fucking out, man. Uh, I saw, and it was something, I'm just going to make sure that I quote it just directly from the broadcast, but I saw a stat that they flashed that was very interesting that um, two other guys have had the back-to-back postseasons that Kucherov has had, and it's Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky. Holy fuck. Like, the guys scored as many goals in this postseason and last postseason as the two greatest hockey players of all time before that. Uh just two incredible runs in the playoffs. I mean, it's, that that alone is worth watching, but the games are not worth watching, to be honest. <laughs> it's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Milty, any witty things to add? You know, I'm not watching a whole lot of this stuff, but, you know, Tampa Bay ahead, what, two zip. Next game is Monday on the 5th. All I can say is one team looking at the other saying, you're one ugly motherfucker. That's so good. I was wondering. I was wondering. It was coming. Oh, so good. All right, let's start. Let's keep on the NHL track and talk about the uh, recent list of NHL uh, postseason awards. Well, not postseason awards, but things that are awarded in the postseason uh, for regular season play. And again, we'll start with the NHL nerd, MJ. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Before Matt has any comments about who's won the awards this year, let me just. Now I am prepared to listen to his bad takes. (laughs) 
<laughs> the awards were almost perfect. Um, there's an argument to be made that Flower shouldn't have gotten the Vesna. Uh, he had a career year, um, and he did obviously super well. He got the Golden Knights uh, to the third round. There was some iffy play in the playoffs, but it's fine. Um, but more importantly, he's old and everybody likes him. That's why he won the Vesna. Uh, Vasilevsky probably should have. He was the, had the better year. But otherwise, the Norris should have been Adam Fox. The Hart should have been Connor McDavid. The Ted Lindsay should have been Connor McDavid. The awards were actually really good this year. They didn't suck very bad. It was great. All right, Matt. I have my beer ready for whatever you're about to say. First off, I just want to jump in and make sure Matt has plenty of aloe vera for that sweet burn that dipshit just threw on you. <laughs> you know what's funny? I So I did a deep dive into this last night um, in preparation for recording the podcast today. And uh, I can't disagree um, that it was, it was right. I mean, I tried to find some reason, some reason why... McKinnon should have been there, and I couldn't. Uh, that's a magical season by McDavid. Uh, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, whooped up on everyone in every statistical category. Um, I also will say um, I, I agree with the Vesna. Um, again, old favorite. You know, it's kind of a lifetime achievement award um, that they gave it to him this year. Uh, I am really looking forward to McCarr and Fox battling it out. These two brilliant young defensemen with just a couple years in the league each. Um, that's going to be your Norris trophy battle for the next 10 years is going to be those two guys, as long as they both stay healthy. Um, so yeah, I have no bad takes here, Michaela. So, you know, drink your beer and do whatever you want. I don't care. Matt has good hockey takes. <laughs> <laughs> the first time in forever. <laughs> That's so not true. It's not the first time. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yes. Are you sure about that? I am sure. All right. Mark, do you have anything you'd like to add? No, I mean, we got it covered. I think that they nailed it um, with all of them. I, I'm real sad to see that Marc-Andre Fleury got super old in the playoffs. But, I mean, he's just ancient. And they, they didn't have a good backup goalie. But um, other than that, yeah, the awards are spot on. They can't. Can't argue with any of them. Uh, Milty, blow us away. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you a whole lot with that one. I, all I can say, you know, I really don't have a lot to say about hockey. I don't watch a lot of it. But, you know, do what you can to bring Aaron Rodgers to Denver. Um, <laughs> bring on the Broncos, man. We need a quarterback. <laughs> That was um, last episode. Yeah. We're not doing this again. Yeah, we're, yeah. Payback time. <laughs> All right, that ties up our NHL talk for the week. Let's move on to our next subject. Uh, there, uh, what? 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 Yes, Merck. Yes. I weren't. I weren't. You're. 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 You're scarce. 
So uh, let me translate that. Mark would like me to review a scotch. And it just so happens I have a fine one in my glass right in front of me. Uh, I am enjoying a Lagavulin, the Nick Offerman edition. Uh, this is a variant of that particular line that is aged in Guinness casks. Shout out to my boy, Brandon, who gifted me this bottle. Thank you very much. It is an 11-year-old Islay scotch. Uh, very smoky, very heavy. Uh, I get notes of uh, orange and vanilla. Um, the stout kind of comes through there at the end. It's got a little bit of a, a coffee note on the nose. Um, I prefer my Lagavulin's uh, fairly watered. I, I find the flavor to be super, super intense because of all the peat that they use. Um, but it's, it's a fine scotch and I've got maybe a finger or two left in the bottle because I've enjoyed this one quite a bit. So uh, for those of you at home, the Lagavulin Offerman Edition 11-year-old Islay Scotch aged and finished in Guinness casks. There you go. Merc. Yes, Merc. yes, Merc. Thank you for reviewing your skirts. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. And those of you who know me and those of you who don't know me, uh, I do enjoy a good fine scotch. Uh, and I'm the only one in the family who does. So <laughs> I don't enjoy any of it. <laughs> that is correct. All right. That's a real nasty habit you got there. <laughs> All right, let's move on. There have been a couple of uh, former Denver players in a couple of different sports that have been in the news this week. Uh, let us start with the NBA, and congratulations to the king of Park Hill, Chauncey Billups, who got the head coaching job at the Portland Trail Blazers. Mark, I'm going to start with you. There was an interesting storyline that came out as part of this hire. Why don't you uh, kind of walk us through that a little bit? Whatever. Um <laughs> The, the thing is, is it would it, some kind of bullshit happened 25 years ago, and I'm not trying to belittle any, anything that's going on, um, but they were trying to blacklist uh, Chauncey from getting a coaching gig, and I think Damian Lillard specifically was blacklisting him or attempting to uh, because of something that happened 25 years ago that was, you know, but Jason Kidd can get a job wherever, and he was – you know, in a domestic issue also, and all these other guys are doing whatever. So I don't, I don't understand how you can pick and choose what you want to do. Like either you're in or you're out. Um, Chauncey being on an opposing sideline that's not a Nuggets sideline is a little bit irritating to me, especially since Portland's kind of a rival now. I uh, don't really like that, but I think it's going to be – if they can keep Dame on that team and keep him happy and they can smooth things over, I think it's going to be a, a real good real good move for that team in the long run. MJ, do you have any thoughts? Uh, I don't know anything about the actual storylines, but in my head I'd like to believe that the Trailblazer said, we lost to the Nuggets, we should get one of them to coach us and just plucked Chauncey Bullops out of the Nuggets history books and said, boop, you belong to us now. Because that's how it works in basketball. <laughs> uh, Milty, what do you think? You know, all I can think about is when, you know, he played high school ball in Colorado, played pro ball at CU, or college ball at CU, pro ball for the Nuggets twice. He's, he's, called Mr. Big Shot because he made a couple of big-time baskets for Detroit when the game was on the line. He, he's just a fantastic human being and a great coach. 
coach to be, I should say. Great player. I love the guy. You know, do what you can. Coach the team. Sorry we have to play against you. Right. And uh, to, to Mark's point, the incident that happened 25 years ago was uh, a civil suit surrounding a sexual assault. Um, we obviously don't want to um, you know, ride roughshod over um, victims um, and, and make sure their, their voices are heard. Um, but it's important to note that there was never actually any charges filed and it was settled when uh, Chauncey was a rookie. So it, I wasn't there. Nobody else was. Nobody really knows what happened. Um, and it got settled and people have moved on. All right. Uh, Speaking let- of settling, I just want to make note that everybody knows that at one point in his career, and nobody remembers this, that Peyton Manning one time put his ass on some girl's face. <laughs> and everyone the- still loves him. Right. What the hell are you? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. All right. Let's talk about another former Denver player who has moved on to the enemy. Our friend Alex Tangay has taken Fucker. has taken Fucker. an assistant coach's job with Motherfucker. the Fucker. I think that's enough on that topic. Uh, if you haven't figured it out, Alex Tangay took a job as an assistant coach with the Detroit Red Wings. Good thing that they suck major ass. All right. We're not going to talk about him. that anymore. He's a douche. All right. And finally, uh, big news this week from another uh, former player in Denver. Uh, and this might cause a little bit of a fight. We'll see what happens here on this uh, particular podcast. But uh, Demarius Thomas, uh, one of the uh, wide receivers, played – Uh, With the Denver Broncos, uh, finally hung him up. Uh, He had a 10-year career. Uh, was drafted in 2010, I believe. Uh, Retired as a Denver Bronco. I am going to posit something, and then uh, we'll ask for a reaction. We'll see if we can start a fight. I am going to say that Demarius Thomas is the greatest player who is the most underappreciated in this town and has been for his entire career. Uh, Milty, what do you think? Well, you know, graduated from Georgia Tech University, um, Super Bowl 50 champ, right? First round draft choice with Tim Tebow, same year. Second in yards with over 9,000, third in catches. All I can tell you about is the most memorable catch of his career was in the playoff games. You got something to say, Mark? Tim? <laughs> T. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see. So, I see the vein. Oh, ooh, there it is. The vein two. is there. <laughs> we are here to celebrate Demarius. Carry on. So, two first-round draft choices from the same year. Tebow throws him the touchdown pass against the Steelers in the playoff game. First play of overtime. The man was fantastic. He was just unbelievable. He was also good for a drop or two every game and probably more prevalent later in his career. I love me some Demarius. Mark, what do you think? I don't know what kind of fight you were looking for as far as the most underappreciated but best player. Um, I would tend to agree with that. I think there's, um, you know, he dropped some easy balls, but he caught some really hard ones and he made it look a lot. You know, he made his job look a lot. Uh, harder than it actually was just by dropping some really stupid easy passes. Um, but I think 
he had some longevity while he was here. Um, he definitely was, you know, he, he broke down towards the end of his career and it was unfortunate and couldn't make the money work. And there was a lot of people that were in this town who are fans of a particular team who uh, I don't necessarily agree with a lot. I'm not a, I'm a Bronco fan, but I don't agree a lot with Broncos fans with what their opinions are of football because I don't feel like they're <laughs> that um, in, they're more emotional about their uh, attachment to players as opposed to looking at the logic and the, the stats behind it. And so they were like, ah, get rid of him. He drops some passes and he looks like he doesn't care. But he just looked like he didn't care because he was just such a naturally gifted athlete. Um, when I think of other players that are underappreciated in this town, I mean, uh, Todd Helton comes to mind. It's just because he played for that bag of dicks that's uh, over there in um, Coors Field. I mean, as far as somebody who's underappreciated, you know, he, he he gets love, but, I mean, he doesn't get the respect he deserves, I think, in this town as far as that's concerned. Um, another one that I would uh, – uh, put in there is very uh, tumultuous career with the Denver Nuggets is uh, Carmelo Anthony for the same reasons. Uh, Carmelo was an amazing player for the time he was with the the, the Denver Nuggets. Um, you know, a lot of people put uh, Nikola Rokic in there as the greatest Nugget of all time. Carmelo had a hell of a career while he was here. I mean, he's got a lot of statistical categories that he leads in. He just got a lot of shit because he wanted out. And uh, he looked like he wasn't, you know, playing a lot, but he really was. I mean, that's the way the guy played. He's one of the greatest players of, you know, the the 2000 era for sure. So I would definitely put Carmelo in that category with DT as well. But I think you're right that he, I think he, the Denver Broncos fans treat him poorly and it's unfair. MJ, would you like to chime in? I like DT a lot. And I, I thought even when we got rid of him, I thought he was still pretty good. I thought we could have kept him. Um, and I'm glad that he's retiring a Bronco. That I feel like that's like super important in football a lot, is that players will go back and retire with their teams that they played with the most. And I'm glad he's doing it. Um, I am going to – I don't know if I disagree so much, Mark. Uh, Todd Helton is loved. Um and, he, everybody loves that guy. He, he didn't get anywhere near uh, the 50-50 hatred that DT got. And, and DT got this uh, through no fault of his own. Milty brings up a drop a game in his worst season, 2016. You know how many drops he had? Seven. That's not a drop a game. That's seven. Uh, in 2012, he wasn't even close to the top 10, and he had fewer drops than Welker, Megatron, uh uh, Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, and he tied with Des Bryant, who his career got tied to because they were drafted the same year. 2014 and 2015, he wasn't even in the top 25 in drop rate. So ha- people wanted to see uh, uh, that diva wide receiver with that me, me, me attitude, you know, and he just didn't, he, he's not an overly emotional guy. And he never has been. And uh, it's a crime uh, that people, uh, treated Demarius the way they did while he was here. And I put it on my social media when they traded him. I said, congratulations, Broncos fans. You got your wish. And it was sad, the response that I got. People all said, bye, Felicia, essentially. And it was awful, just awful. Uh, my son went to his football camp. You couldn't find a nicer guy um, when Michael went to his camp. And he went out of his way and went and got 
um, Larry Fitzgerald to come in just unannounced and just show up and hang out with the kids for a day. I mean, one of the nicest guys in the world. DT, we love you, man. Uh, don't listen to the jabronis and the idiots. Uh, yes, we are idiots, but we're not those idiots. Um, so- no, I will disagree with you there. Listen to goons, jabronis, and idiots, but don't listen to the people that are outside of this podcast that are jabronis and idiots. That's absolutely we, right. in this circle, know what we're talking about sometimes. <laughs> That's right. We, we are DT fans. Yes, yeah. we are absolutely DT fans, and uh, we'll always be... Um, you know, for a guy who, who went to Georgia State, uh, where they threw the ball like 10% of the time because they ran the option and all he did was run go routes to be a, a guy who over five years in catches, yards, uh, uh, touchdowns, um, and targets had the second greatest five years of all time. Hey, Mark, I'll ask you and then you can say what you have to say. Who do you think number one was? Over a five-year span, who had a better production than DT over five years? In the NFL? In the NFL. Terrell Owens? Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Yep. That was my o- Only guy. Jerry Rice was better over five years from 91 to 96, and uh, it was uh, DT from 2011 to 2015. So um, now, what is it you'd like to say, Mark? Georgia Tech, not Georgia State. And did I say Georgia State? You did. Oh, oh that that would be the skirch. <laughs> Two merch skirts. Two merch skirts. I've only had one f- one finger of skirt. Only one finger or skirt right. for merch. Right. So there you go. DT, we love you. Congratulations. You had a great career. Hope to see you in the ring of fame. All right. Let's move on to some more fun. It is time to stump the goons. Michaela has selected a Nuggets player at I'm not going to say random. She had to actually go find it. Here we go. So we are going to play – well, we usually would play – most people play 20 questions. We play 18 questions. One, because Peyton Manning wore 18, and there's three of us, and three divided by 18 is six. So we each got six cracks at it. Uh, Math. Math is fun. All right. And through the magic of the internet – I randomized our names again. So, Mark, guess what? Oh, yes. No. <laughs> you did randomize shit. I sure did. <laughs> you know, hey, fantasy draft randomizers, man. They're great for everything. They're awesome. For those of you who don't know how this game is played, we answer yes or no questions. You ask yes or no questions. Yes, correct. And you get, you have to answer them. So I'm going to eliminate a lot of players with one question. Is he a white guy? Milty no. doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Milty doesn't no. know, but he is correct. Okay, All that. right. Uh, Michaela, it's my turn. Did he play in the 80s? Yes. Milty? Um. Did he play for Dan Issel? Milty, you know I don't know who the fuck that is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Coaching career. Uh, When did he coach them? uh, When did... mm... Oh, no. No, no, no. He did not. Okay. Sorry. Mark. Waste of a question. All right. Fucking jabroni. Is he a 
guard. Nope. See, my questions are good and pertinent. (laughs) Which makes them evil shenanigans. (laughs) (laughs) Evil shenanigans. (laughs) All right. Uh, Not a guard. Played in the 80s. Um, Not a white guy. So that takes one of the people I was thinking out of it. All right. Was this person a center? No. Okay. Milty? Um. Well, was he a forward? What else is there, dummy? That is <laughs> another fucking awful question. What a fucking waste. Holy <laughs> shit. All right, Mark, what do you got? Duh. Uh. <laughs> You guys better not be Googling. I'm not Googling shit. Oh, I'm not. There's I'm nothing not to there's nothing to Google. No, there's no way to do that, Google. Right. On this. Trust me, I'm trying. <laughs> I don't really have anything. Did he is his number less than thirty five? Yes. That helps. Uh is he in the top 10 of scoring all time. Oh, that'll be a look-see. Hold on. <laughs> the sound that you hear is Michaela furiously Googling. <laughs> That's not on basketball reference. Let me just tell you that. Um, I don't. No, he is not. Okay. Mil- or, uh, Milty? Did he play college ball for South Carolina? Ah, uh, college ball. Yes, he did. Who is it, Milty? You know who it is now. Finish it off. Alex English. It is Alex English. There you go. All right. Was that was, was a good, good one. one. That was good. Nicely done. All right. So there you go. Stump the Goons. Old Nuggets player was Alex English. Nice job. Milty takes the prize. Yay. You win absolutely jack shit. All right. All right. Uh, there have been a couple of very interesting interviews this week. Uh, one was more of a uh, kind of a talk show kind of a vibe. The other one was an actual interview. Let's start first with uh, Tom Brady on LeBron James's uh, uncensored HBO series. The shop uh, was sort of telling the story about how he was uh, talking to teams around the league and uh, they were interested or not interested. And, and one team said, uh, yeah, they probably weren't interested. And Tom Brady says, you're staying with that motherfucker who then that started a whole like guessing game. Everyone was like, well, who is it? Who are they talking about? Who is Tom Brady dogging? Because, you know, this was obviously a recent quarterback because this happened last year. Uh, Mark, uh, any guesses as to who it might be? One, and what'd you think about the uh, the spot? It would have been somebody on the West Coast who plays in a 49ers uniform for maybe like two more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Garoppolo was definitely um, on the minds of many in the Twitterverse as they were discussing that. Yeah, the the interview itself was pretty good. Um, it was it was nice seeing Tom Brady unplugged. Um, after 
dealing with the fucking Belichick way for 20 years. It was nice to see him actually have kind of a human brain and body and soul and stuff. So that part of it was really nice. Um, the interview itself was refreshing. I'm not a huge fan of the shop itself because, um, I don't know. It, it seems like it seems a little canned, like people go on there just to do that, you know, just try to get personality where people don't normally have personalities. Uh, so I feel like it, it might have been a little bit for show, but I love the part where he talked about um, how he talks about, you know, people during pregames and, you know, all of his interviews and how everything's basically the opposite of what he actually says so that he's not giving anybody any bulletin board material and, he was talking about how he, you know, really respects everybody when he's talking about people during the pregame stuff. And he's really just thinking, I'm just going to throw dimes all over that guy. So <laughs> it was nice to see him have a little bit of a personality, but uh, I don't know. It's not that big of a deal. All right. MJ, what do you think? Um, I am going to retort to one thing that Mark just said. Uh, Tom Brady is making TikTok appearances now. So I don't, I think he has a personality now. I think it's just a bad one. <laughs> okay <laughs> oh concise and to the point as always dipshit thank you milty chime in who do you think the team was okay so the first time i heard about this tom brady on the shop you know i don't know anything about the series shop or the tv show the shop i thought maybe when i heard it, it was a tom brady on the shop like he's being shopped you know tampa bay shopping him to trade so uh, I missed the point there. So my my guess is that it was to Las Vegas, not not to Dismark, but also the west side of the country. You know, he goes up against Derek Carr and says, "I'm going to fuck him up." Right? He goes thirty-three for forty-five, three hundred sixty. 369 yards and four touchdowns in that game. Incredible. I think that's where it was. Old man stats. <laughs> and they're after dark as well. All right. Yeah, if, if Milty didn't bring it up, I was going to say it too. Uh, the Raiders was the other predominant team that showed up a lot. And uh, – I don't remember if it was Florio or uh, somebody else who's plugged in who said, according to sources who are familiar with the NFL, NFL matrix, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, it uh, was actually- that's, um, the NHL matrix is um, our NFL matrix is uh, a system that we're, we can't see because we're all plugged into it because it's batteries and uh, they need to hire Keanu Reeves to be the quarterback for the team. And then he's going to unplug us all. And uh, he's he's basically Jesus. So and then he shoots everyone because his dog died. And um, then he rides around with his best friend in a phone booth. And uh, yeah, this is a good time. It's all Keanu Reeves. So you managed to put the Matrix, the replacements, John Wick and Bill and Ted all into one coherent sentence. Yeah. Brilliant. And he's also he's also a masturbating priest who's also an alcoholic. Yeah. Constantine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Carrying on. Uh, thank you, panel, for that. Um, the other really interesting interview this week, and we actually stumbled upon this last night and got a chance to watch it, and I was blown away. Scotty Pippen 
uh, the former Chicago Bulls and Portland Trailblazer. Great. Went on the Dan Patrick show and threw bombs just unloaded in a way that nobody ever expected. Uh, without ruining the surprise, we're going to start with Mark. What'd you see, buddy? Holy fuck, man. <laughs> First off, what a... what. A- what a way to advertise for your whiskey, man. Like, <laughs> he, went, <laughs> he went on the show to, to peddle a product and ended up being a lot more than that. And I don't know how many bottles of whiskey he's selling off of that. I mean, you can see the bottle of whiskey. Um, Dan Patrick is obviously a radio show, but they simulcast it. And uh, it's it's a really good watch if you guys watch the shows like that. It's one of the inspirations for this particular piece of work you're listening to right now. Uh, but... Um, there's bottle of whiskeys off to the side and during most of it, you can't see the label of the good shit that he's talking about. You can't see the label of the thing that he's pushing, which is probably good because most of the time good or bad press is good press. Cause you're talking about stuff, but I don't think this whiskey wants to be anywhere close to what Scotty was talking about during this whole thing. He's, he threw fucking... Uh, Phil Jackson under the bus, like I've never heard. He threw Michael Jordan under the bus. Like people have talked shit about how Michael Jordan ran press conferences and paid for cameras and did all that shit. He was basically like Disney on the floor. Uh, but Scotty laid it out, man. Holy fuck. That guy's got some pent up aggression. And then, you know, the, my, one of my favorite parts of the interview is, you know, after calling Phil Gat- Jackson a fucking uh, racist you know, Danny was questioning him on it. Like, are you actually calling him a racist? And Scotty Pippen goes, do you speak English? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, bro. That was just shell shocking. The whole five minutes that I watched was just like, Oh my God, that was incredible. Incredible. Such an entertaining bit of whatever the fuck just happened. Michaela reaction. Uh, I didn't watch it, but it sounds like he was also pushing a memoir or like a autobiography. Yeah, yeah there's so a book in there too. I can't fucking wait to read that book because <laughs> it sounds <laughs> yeah. like that book's going to have some fucking stories. Right. Uh, Milty, did you get a chance to watch it? Yeah, I really didn't watch it, but I read a little bit about it. He's saying that Michael Jordan was selfish, but that's who he was and Phil Jackson was a racist. They're talking about one particular playoff game where 1.8 seconds left. Michael Jordan was already playing baseball. And Phil gave the last shot to a rookie, Tony Kukoc. And Pippen was on the sidelines. So he says, right, he's a racist. So, you know, I don't know a whole lot about it, but read into it what you will. Yeah, and... There were actually a couple of things you pointed to. You pointed one to that shot, uh, how Phil drew up the play for Kukoc. And that play is memorable because that is when uh, also uh, Scotty basically threw a fit on the sidelines because the play wasn't wasn't drawn up for him. Um, and, you know, in this interview then says, well, he's a racist. And then to add to that, because Phil wrote a book about Kobe, he's a racist. Those, those were the lines and the dots that he connected. I I don't know if it was just me. Scotty looked high. I, I, I Maybe he had been hammering some of that whiskey. I don't know what the hell was going on, but that whole thing was un-fucking-comfortable to watch. I just, I don't know. I didn't get anything else. Milty, do you have uh, any other final thoughts to add in? Nope. 
<laughs> There's something out there waiting for us, and it ain't no man. You know what? God damn it. You have been quoting this goddamn movie the whole podcast. You know what? It is time for Milty's After Dark Movie Review. In a world where Milty gets hammered and discusses a movie that he's seen a thousand times and quotes 2,200 times on the same podcast. Milty, give us your review of The Predator. Okay, Predator was a movie that came out in 1987. I love this movie. Full of action. If you've ever seen it, you'll go watch it again and again and again. Elite paramilitary rescue team of tough guys. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jesse Ventura. Sonny Lindham. And then, don't even throw, not even part of the team, is Carl Weathers. And Elipida Krillo, she jumps in at the last part of it. <laughs> so it starts. You guys are having a good time. <laughs> a UFO drops something on a South American beach. The team starts off. The hunters turn out to be the hunters, and then they end up being the hunted. You ever seen this movie? This is fantastic. All the quotes from the movie. I ain't got time to bleed. Do you have time to duck? This stuff is will make you a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex like me. You guys know me, right? <laughs> All right. I'm fucking hyperventilating. One, one, one by one, they all get wiped out by this predator. By their main weapon, by his main weapon, by the way, which is that uh, green shit that he shoots people with. <laughs> and in the end, it ends up to be Dutch, who is Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Anna in the chopper. <laughs> my fucking sides are in orbit. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 oh, MJ, I would like to apologize in advance for the amount of editing you're going to have to do on this particular podcast. <laughs> There's going to be quite a bit, even in the last five minutes. How do you go through all those fun quotes and don't come up with Wasabata? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils. I got it here. That wasn't important for me. <laughs> Old man movie review. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Our final regular bit of the week before we get into my second favorite bit. Uh, let's talk about the road to 100. So there have been some changes. A Tyrannosaurus going through the mountains. Was it a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus? No, just the regular kind. Okay, right on. All right. 
So there have been some changes and some moving around. Let's first start with our beloved Rockies, who Mark so eloquently called them out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, Cockers. Cockers, we made this bid for you, and you're not helping. You're at 94 games as your current pace of losses. Uh, the Texas Rangers got a little bit worse. They're at 99, so yay for them. The Pirates, who were the uh, – had the luck to run into the Rockies when they got hot and lost. Uh, They're at 102. Uh, Milty's beloved Orioles at 108. And can I get a fucking ooh? Fucking ooh. Fucking ooh. Fucking ooh. Yeah. uh, The Diamondbacks got worse at 118 games. MJ react to the race to 100. Oh, it just fucking sucks. Every week you ask me to react, and every week it just sucks so hard. The Diamondbacks suck so hard, and the Pirates suck so hard, and the Rockies need to suck a little bit harder. Just like a scotch. Just like half a scotch. Two scotches. Two scotches, maybe. That's and maybe a scourge. I was going to say, that's not to be confused with a scourge, because scourge does not suck. Scourge does not suck. Scourge can help bas- baseball players suck. Yes, that's true. All right. <laughs> Scourge could make bad baseball worse. Uh, Milty, throwing it over to you. React to the race to 100. And you know what? I'm going to rely on Arizona. Uh, the Rockies, you know, week by week, they seem to change. The Rockies were bad last week. They're great this week. Um, they put Pittsburgh in their place. However, Arizona has a chance to beat out the Cleveland Spiders. They, with 40 games <laughs> remaining at the end of the season, they could do it. They are already on pace to be at 140 losses. Come on, Arizona, keep it up. <laughs> All right. Uh, Milty or Marco, uh, give us your bad baseball is bad take of the week. Absolutely, Michael. Let me take it away from you. Uh, we uh, watched some bad baseball again this week, but, you know, the fucking Rockies, man. Like, you've got one job, and that's to keep this fucking goddamn shenanigans going. Granted, I'm going to give you a pass because you swept the Pirates. And the Pirates are on the list. So at least we've still got some contenders uh, because the Pirates are still terrible. And that's very good news for this bit. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are awful. And that is very good news for this bit. So this bit will continue. But Rockies, you're the hometown team. Come on, man. Come on. Although I do have to say in the Rockies defense, I did watch a very entertaining baseball game the other day where Herman Marquez threw eight inning uh, no hit baseball and unfortunately gave it up in the top of the ninth. And man, what it was, you know, pitched the rest of the game real clean and real quick. I mean, he had 97 pitches, I think, total in a nine inning game, complete game shutout. They won eight nothing against the Pirates and he gave up a hit you know, top of the ninth. So, I mean, it was a fucking excellent. The most entertaining Rockies game I have seen in years was the other night. So I've, I was I was very entertained by that. So thank you for that, Rockies. Now start sucking. Yep. Uh, they definitely have to suck more. Um, and, and kudos, Herman Marquez. That was a fantastic performance. It was, it was also fun to watch. We had it on here. All right. So bad baseball is bad. Rockies need to be worse. And we'll see what happens next week. Now let's 
Carry on. Also spiders. And the Cleveland Spiders. Yes. Let us bring it home. MJ, give us your dipshit of the week. So I could make the dipshit of the week really easy and just say that lady who absolutely fucking trashed the Tour de France. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you hear that they dropped the charges on that? Like, why? Really? Yeah, they dropped the charges and the, 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 the owner of the Tour de France was just like, well, just pay attention. This is a lesson for all of you. She fled the country. She's not around anymore. No, they found that her. That bitch is gone. They oh, arrested they? her. Yeah, they arrested her. Yeah, they they yeah. found her this morning. They dropped the charges on her this afternoon. I think that's asinine. <laughs> You're right. Fuck that bitch. I know. Well, I <laughs> mean. Whatever the fuck her dumb French sign what? said. So really, how hard is it to put a goddamn rope up and keep people off of the goddamn road when people are, you know, packed 400 deep on fucking bicycles? I mean, come on, Tour de France. Be better at your job. What are they gonna? What are they gonna have those ropes up with mimes? Sure, why not? That'd be it's, entertaining. It's France, and, and terrifying all at the same time. All right, so so clearly that's not the dipshit of the week, uh, Michaela. Since you said you were not going to make it the easy one, so who do you got? No, I'm going to go. It's a little bit deeper, and it's a hockey reference. Surprise, surprise. Oh, there God. is a guy by the name of Pete Blackburn. Um, he currently works for. Uh, somebody, I don't remember who he just got hired by. He just quit CBS sports, um, within the last few months and got rehired within the last few weeks. And I don't remember off the top of my head who he got hired by. Um, but at the beginning of the Colorado Vegas series, he said that if Montreal beat whoever was going to be in Colorado or whoever won Colorado Vegas in the Western conference final, quote unquote, that he would eat a hat. So guess what he did on fucking Twitch a couple days ago? He got a paper hat because they won the Western Conference Final on his 30th birthday. He got a 30th birthday hat and fucking ate it on stream. That's the dipshit of the week. Well, you know. Like, bro, I think they could make a cake that's like a hat and you could do that. I mean, at least he paid off his obligation. Milty, what was the name of the guy? What was the name of the guy that said he was going to walk home if Denver won the game? Do you remember that? That was back in the. I do remember that. It was. Uh, oh man, he played for the Detroit Lions. Uh, was that Alex Karras? It was. Yeah, Mongo. Alex Mongo. Yeah, Mongo. Mongo said he was going to walk home if Denver won the game, and Denver won the game, and he didn't walk home. Yes, Michaela. Sorry, Pete Blackburn now works for Bally Sports. Bally Sports. All right. So the worlds of gambling and sports are getting more intertwined. Great times. Because, you know, who doesn't need degenerate bets? But that's a whole other show. All right. Let's put a ball in this and go home and finish up. Milty, I'm going to throw it over to you. Your final thoughts for the day. You know what? Having a great time here. And always enjoy working with you people. It's been fantastic. Love you all, especially the people that are listening. I love you all. Let's keep it rolling. All right. MJ, final thoughts. I'm glad Mark or Matt finally had a good take about the NHL. Oh, fuck off. All right, Mark. <laughs> what do you got? Hi, guys. Love you. Uh, hope you really have enjoy- enjoyed these. Uh, we're going to keep doing them, even if you didn't, because... Fuck you guys. We, we love doing them anyways. Um, 
Canada, what the fuck? Hey, assholes up there, listen, find us. Hey, Mexico, I see you down there. Make some good food. Just hanging out. Got some beaches, you know, got some got some marijuana and stuff. Got some avocados, you know, some produce. Listen to the goddamn podcast, you assholes. Get over here. Come on. Let's listen. And then for the rest of you people, you know, all of those in, you know, Denver to Las Cruces to London to Athens to Auckland to Austin, Bulgaria, Bogota, Reykjavik, Berlin, Mumbai, Trinidad, Tobago, Sicily, and Abu Dhabi, and everyone else around the world. We love you. See you next week. All right. And that will do it for us. Please, uh, if you're listening to this before the 4th, be safe. Uh, be healthy. Don't blow off any digits. Uh, don't crash in any parked cars. If it's after the 4th, hope you had a safe holiday. Find us at The Idiot Goons on Twitter. Search us for uh, search us on Facebook. Uh, my brother is an idiot uh, for Mark, MJ, and Milty. My name is Matt. Thanks so much. We will catch you next time. Have a good one. Bruh. 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 Please, spiders.